0: This is JFM Podcast.
1: Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Niger at Sunset on J101.9 here on JOS. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful uh, Wednesday evening uh 7th of june 2023 gilbert joseph is here good evening gilbert how's the day
2: a lovely day a lovely day good evening Ponsach. good evening to our listener um, okay. eh, happy. Eh.
1: <laughs> happy what well today today is my uh younger brother's birthday and i would like to wish him i mean it's you know this thing that we don't choose you know uh, the siblings you know to have nobody console us on the kind of family you know will come into and things like that, but I think that if i am counting my blessing uh I count you know my family number one, you know because i am not I am not uh a so much of a good good guy you know uh but my brother is a i dare say that he's a good person uh I I dare say that he's a good person, you know, because of the values, you know, the virtue and uh, many, many things, you know, that personally he has blessed me with. And I always say that, you know, in in Hausa, I always tell myself that Yafini Azanchi, if you know what, you know, Azanchi is. He knows how to connect and live with people more than I do, you know. Uh, I can be in my wall in my head, and that is why a lot of the time people see me and they'll say, ah snobbish, but I'm not snobbish, you know uh, most of the time I'm just living in my head, but you know my my brother is different, and uh is is one of the things that I learn you know from even spirituality you know i I learned so much you know from him and i'm I'm not ashamed you know to say that you know uh because i mean growing up we're taught i mean life is all about learning uh is is you have to learn. And in learning, it doesn't matter how, whether you learn from a younger person or you learn from an older person or you learn from a toddler, but life is all about learning. So I would like to wish my brother, Mm -hmm. Zumpon Fanap, a happy birthday. I pray that God will bless you uh, mentally. And I I think that he works harder than me. Imagine you're driving from Joss to maybe uh, to Adamawa. You know, I can't drive that distance, you know, <laughs> I'll just be tired. Uh, so happy birthday to you. I, I don't know what to say, but you know, I appreciate uh, all that you you mean to me, uh, and all you know of our great relationship. I mean, we connect on a very, very personal uh, basis uh, with him. It feels like friendship, not even brotherhood, I would say. So, without sounding to you.
2: modest, I think, um, well, I haven't met Zing mm-hmm. enough yeah. to speak in the in the manner that it will end up sounding as though you know, I can be a judge or an arbiter in this matter. But yeah. um I think you've been extremely modest. I've known you for a reasonable number of you know months. Mm. <laughs>
1: okay, let me say months, yeah. And I guess going, for it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, my mother always tells me that you know that I have to work on you know a lot of things, <laughs> lots and lots of.
2: She's Athens. a perfectionist, from what I, I from what know. I see. But but you've got a lot of admirable traits as well, Ponsak. Thank you. And that's why I said um you've been modest and extremely modest at that. Happy birthday to Simkom! Yeah. Move well,
1: on. Uh, I don't know what stories you're following uh Gilbert. I was going to tell you, happy Nigerian. Eh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God! You know. I was on the phone. You know, I came into the office and we met and we started having a chat. And a friend of mine called me. He sent me a story about uh, Ezekiel Gomos, the, is he, I think, chairman of economic, economic advisory, advisory. Of head of the economic yeah, team advisory, of uh, governor, yeah. former Someone governor. All along. Mm-hmm. Um, they were saying all, I mean, that document is about research. And by the way, uh, my I, I don't know how my friend. He's not even in Nigeria. It was the one that I spoke with in the afternoon. He sent it to me. He said, "Gomosat uh, Highland Bottling Company, mm-hmm. PIPC, uh, the JMM Jos Main Market, uh, lots of other you know investment that Plateau State Government had, and this group, Concern Plateau Group, they are basically you know raising important questions for Gomos to answer, but a group." Rose up, you know, gave, giving a rejoinder to say what that concern plateau group, you know, asking uh, Gomos is mere bia b- pallo gossip and talk. And then I I mean when I read it, you know, on a tabloid yesterday, I I think two nights ago, you know, before bed, I just told myself, I said, I don't understand how we trivialize things, you know, in this part of the world. Someone is trying to raise pertinent issues, you know, concerning accountability. And then you are saying, I mean, if he's so much of an economic guru or wizard, how have he? What policies has he recommended to the uh, Plateau State Government? That woman selling kosi at uh, uh, Tudunwada Park for maybe 20 years, or roasting corn year in year out, and then you claim to be an economic, you know, guru without, I don't get, personally. I'm a pragmatist. I, I I'm a realist. If it's not, you know, real, it's fake. No matter, you know, your degrees, you can speak all the jargons, you know, uh, English, if you want. But I want practical solution. That is how society uh, uh, thrives. There's this economic uh, guru, I would say, Jeffrey Sachs. People should, you know, check him out and what he has been able to do for the American government. Henry Kissinger can go on and on and on. Mm -hmm. Joseph Stiglitz, you know. These are people with practical you know, economic ideas that have brought you know, their own ideas you know, and make society work. You know, you know. And one important thing, you know, all of where Gomos has been, based on you know, that research, all of them have collapsed. It's only his, he has a thriving you know, business venture in, in Joss. So I, I don't like that people would know, trivialize you know, things. These are human lives. It's not about him. It's, if you let your ideas work, I don't care your degrees. And that is why, you know, I'm beginning to tell myself that when I was still in, uh, in, in, in high in, in school, I, I said, ah, I'm going to get a master's degree, I'm going to get a PhD. I'm going to, but right now, I'm not even moved to get a PhD because what is the use of a PhD? How many PhDs have we, do we have in, in John's? Common issue of, uh, let me say, waste management. How many PhD... Because knowledge is practice. Mm -hmm. It's not about, you know, English. It's practice. How many PhD people have said, how can we solve this issue of waste management? How can we solve the issue of um, water distribution? What are some of the modalities, you know? So these are the issues. It's not about, you know, your degrees or your... But what I do know is that all of where GOMOS has been, PIPC, who is hearing about PIPC, Plateau Investment Property Com- uh, Company Limited, I don't know, JMM, uh, Highland Botlin Company, uh, other you know, uh, government companies, all of them have failed. It's all this business you know, that is thriving and working. That is not how society you know, should go. If people are asking questions, I think that you know, uh, those questions should be answered. Don't tell me that it's a beer parlour gossip. No. These are real human beings. Can you imagine you know, families going to bed hungry because someone you know, said that he's economic guru? Those are the people that you should care for. You should be, you should have empathy to say, I don't want this family, you know, to go to bed hungry. I want people in Plateau State to live decent, uh, dignified lives. And, uh, that friend of mine called me, who, who called me in the US, he said, that same man has an American express card. I don't know how many people understand what an American Express card is. It's for the elite in America. If you don't earn, you know, Who say, has the card? In the Gomos. American Express card. That was what that my friend told me. One of their trips, you know, with Governor Lalong to America to say, we're going to find investors. I mean, there's going to be more. Maybe I'm going to engage, you know, that my friend, you know, to... Uh, just shares his own opinion, you know, and maybe we'll get Ezekiel Gomez to come and share. When I write, you know, that research, is on a tabloid. I, I, I just said, what kind of injustice, and, you know, look at how people are living in abject penury in Plato. Plato is one of the poor states. No ed- education, no public infrastructure, zero health care.
2: I don't know if it's the same report I saw two weeks ago. Yeah, I think it's the one. All right, all right. I read I read that extensively. And it was a well thought out. To be frank with you, the medium on which I saw it was relatively unknown to me. And then I had to check for some traits to see how credible that is. And it was a near perfect job. So I had no doubts. There was absolutely no reason to question the work that the writer did in terms of a reportage that was on that particular piece. And then the people themselves, you know, you have quotations, you have citations, citations from their statements that, you know, came through. And then that was the height of my respect for that document or for that piece of, um, you know, right up there. Valid points. And, of course, they highlighted, you know, how important certain territories in Plateau State are, certain resources that could have been harnessed by the economic team under, you know, um, his leadership. That's Ezekiel N'Gomos. And they raised a lot of German questions. I'm not even privy to the rejoinder that you're speaking about. I don't even oh, know Senate that certain you right people, away. you know, had put up a defense. I think if they eventually put up a defense after that, it should have been with the facts, and not just to say it's a beer par discussion. Show practical, step-by-step approaches that he's taking you know, to be able to provide solutions or you to say beer 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 group. Of, improve on what he met on the ground, as, um, as at the time he assumed office. But he has a history that I have known in media landscape. For a good number of years now, that's Ezekiel Gomos. Mm-hmm. From what I know in the media landscape, I think he has been presented as the guru that you quoted. But
1: in terms no, of performing, not, I mean, gurus, you know, profess we Well, I'm just telling you what. <laughs> and let me tell you what a guru, former governor Jonah Jang. <laughs> no, 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 let's, let's, let's talk about, you know, former. It was only former governor Jonah Jang that escaped, you know, this same man, the Ezekiel Gomos. Only him. But look at during the time of Jang. What did Jang do? Every human being that has you know, knowledge of how uh, to reduce poverty will know that construction is a huge multiplier effect. Very true. Because if you are, be- when Jang came, road construction, and let me tell you the multiplier effect. Numerous. If you come to Numerous. my Angwa, you said you want to uh, build roads, women will come selling kunu at that site. Mm-hmm. They will bring alele, my, my. They will bring, and uh, if they pay me, you know, laborer's wage, I'll go and say maybe I need a new pair of jeans. That person, you know, selling is going to make money. True. Maybe I, yeah, my family, you know, uh, takes kunu in the morning. I'll say, ah, I can afford to buy uh, tea and bread now. Lots of you know young people made money. Equipment suppliers, too. It was streets. Yeah, too. yeah. Hmm. it wasn't you know free money. That it was money because Jung uh, invested in. That is what economic planning is. It's not about you know the number of your degrees. That is what it is. Lots of young people who never knew that they are going to be millionaires, but John gave them jobs and they delivered. And today they are millionaires. That is how you know economy should be. It's not about theory; it's about practice.
2: Well, so, in the in the business space, in Plato space, in, in Plato state, you, you hardly can speak about economics without mentioning that name. Now, I want no, to I'd rather hold go on, Victor oh, you, you're right. I rather go. With I agree with 100%. you. You're, you're right, Poncak. You're right. But what I'm saying is. On this matter, people shouldn't have taken the route they took in his defense. Come up and say, okay, these are the steps that he took. These are the changes that we have noticed. And then the first people who came up to raise these questions can go on to validate, to say, okay, this is it. Besides, the facts they presented showed they did their baseline research before coming up with those issues that they presented. But uh, enough of putting up things You know, just to be able to Uh, drive away attention. That has a problem with Nigeria. When you raise questions, people say, okay, when there's an issue of corruption, for example, in the system, people say it's from a ethnic group, it's from a religion. Let him be. So these are the things that cripple accountability. And and it's really bad. It's terrible enough. Absolutely. And those who wrote that can still put up another statement that holds water. At least so whoever has seen this would be able to replace his knowledge and build differently from what they're able to bring later on.
1: Well, absolutely true, uh, Gilbert. But for me, I'm really pained. You know, why I'm pained is that I grew up... My mother raised me, and I know that lots of poverty affects more women uh, than men in our society. This thing is... The data is very, very uh, factual. Well, uh, let's play this insert, uh, Honorable Dachu Musa Bagos uh, making a case raising a matter of urgent public imp- uh, the, the object, uh, public importance, I think yes. <coughs> that's what they call it yeah. <coughs> before the um, excuse me, before the House of Representatives on what happened, you know in Marabannjama that a boy was shot uh, by military uh, officers. When we come back, the show will continue, we have. I guess that'll help us to understand the issue. Stay here <music>
3: Uh, representing just south just east federal constituency from the peaceful state of plateau mr speaker I, honorable colleagues i'm standing on order 8 rule 4 motion of urgent public importance on the need for the how for the need to investigate the checkpoint shooting in Maraban jamaa way Kuru of just south plateau state that took place yesterday that's all right mr. Of Mr. Speaker, colleagues, the House notes that due to the rate of insecurity and killing of innocent souls in Nigeria, government put in place security checkpoints on several routes across the country to checkmate the state of insecurity. Also notes that there have been in the past complaints by citizens of being harassed or molested by security personnel at checkpoints. Also aware that yesterday being the 5th of June 2023, there was an unrest at a security checkpoint in Maraban Jama crew of South, local government in Plateau State, between security personnel and some residents who were on their way for funeral but were stopped by security personnel of the special task force, Operation Save Heaven. Station at the Voy Maraban Jama Kuru of Jos South. Also aware that the residents pleaded with the security personnel to allow them go to the mortuary to pick their corpse of their deceased for burial, and were only allowed access after an insta- uh, after an intense plea. Further aware that on their way back from the mortuary heading to church for funeral service, the same security personnel stopped them at the checkpoint denying them right of access while some youths on bike came down to plead with the personnel. One among the personnel shot two of the youths, thereby killing one 18-year-old, Mr. Kenneth Gyang, and injured one Emmanuel Palm. The victims were among the mourners conveying cops from Zawang to Kuru for burial. Concerned that after the security personnel started shooting sporadically, thereby making people abandon their businesses and vehicles in search for safety. The House do resolve.
1: Yeah, well, glad you're still here. <coughs> the program is Nigeria at Sunset on J1 1.9 here in Jos. we have a public intellectual. He's uh, an uncle to us, I would say, uh, properly known as uh, Uncle C. Mr. Chuang George Puajok is here with us. Good evening, good evening, and thank you very much for coming. Sir. Yeah,
0: good evening, Ponsac and Gilbert. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, maybe you would like to talk about, you know, the
1: whole issue, you know, the investigation and involving... Uh, uh, Ezekiel Gomos, oh, would you like to, you know, talk about, you know, this uh, issue about the killing of a uh, civilian by
0: military personnel? I, I think uh, uh, since that is uh, still the and uh, the Gomos issue is uh, the back and forth between the groups that wrote the piece about the failure of the state economic team and the rejoinder uh, in the public space. Uh, The only thing I would want to to add uh, is uh, just to express uh, my disappointment also because oftentimes we have found it convenient to uh, kill a message by shooting down the messengers Mm -hmm. first and then we end up distracting attention from the main issues that have been raised. Uh, if uh, I've not seen the the, the write up myself, I've not gone through it. But then, uh, oftentimes, if uh, very critical issues that pertain to the development of our society. Uh, are raised. Uh, we should try as much as possible to stay with the issues and and find out where the problem is. Uh, they say uh, everybody is innocent until proven guilty, yeah. but then uh, uh, we should not just say the accusations are baseless and then uh, uh, push them under the carpet and uh, hope that everybody forgets them. Mm-hmm. I think it's high time that we learn to support groups and individuals that want to hold. Uh, both public officials and then private counterparts or collaborators to book uh, in terms of their stewardship and what they have done uh, as far as the state is concerned. Because in the long run, like you said, lives are involved. Yeah. Uh, the failure leads to lots of problems in society, and uh, some of them could even be dead due to... Uh, Uh, inability of families to meet their daily needs, or medical, food, and all of that. So um, I I think these are things that need to be uh, looked at critically. And uh, we shouldn't be intimidated by those who try to uh, shoot down the messengers. I think people should uh, wake up to make sure that we demand accountability and uh, make sure that those who did not do anything wrong, I've indicated in the long run. Uh, so uh, I, I think it's something that needs to stay uh, within the uh, domain of discourse and then uh, take it further to see where it actually ends, whether the accusations are true or not. Well, oh, sorry, y- let yeah. me ask Uncle Sissom. Yeah. I
2: just went through it. You know, they rejoined that. And what they are presenting is, look, the man can only advise. And he cannot the, implement. He can't implement. The question I want to ask is, why is it that people who have worked with governments in time past instead of giving their scorecard tend to push the entire book at the desk of their principal rather than say this is you know my little contribution while in government
0: yeah i i think you uh, for anybody that says that uh, their work, their work is advisory I, I we cannot deny the fact that whatever they did is advisory uh, to the to the governor and uh, and his cabinet because uh, that is actually where the decisions are taken but then uh, we we need to go through the the, the initial write up to find out what exactly they are accusing that economic team of doing and where their decisions or their advice ended up Uh, What what were the kind of advice or decisions that they uh, wanted government to implement? And uh, before we could draw conclusions as to whether they were merely advisors or even if you're advising, what exactly did you advise so that uh, society will know and whether that, that advice took the, the executive the gov- the governor to the right direction where he could solve problems or whether it was even responsible for uh, the deterioration in the, the fortunes of society so uh, I think we need to look at the the writer properly and then uh, juxtapose it with the rejoinder and see uh, but then just shooting it down by saying they are merely advisory and all of that doesn't uh, doesn't cut it you you have to go deep to understand what those who are accusing are saying and those who are trying to defend. uh, We we need to compare all of them and get to the root of the the issues to be able to understand uh, where to actually push our focus. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, the the killings in in Mararaban Jama is something that honestly... Uh, in this country, we we have found ourselves in a situation where we are at the mercy of those who have been saddled with the responsibility of protecting us.
1: Yeah, will you rather say killing or murder or extrajudicial? Because these people are mourners. Um, they are mourning, you know, their death. Well, it, it wasn't a
0: crime that he committed. I, I wouldn't want to get into the proper legal definition <laughs> yeah. of of what happened. Somebody was shot dead by a, by a man in uniform. Allegedly, uh, well, By a man in uniform. Way. And then, the, and that, to make matters worse, is that it was a funeral procession, and then a situation where emotions were high from those who are going to bury their dead, mm. and uh, they needed some level of understanding uh, I think I I, I would I, I ordinarily I didn't even remember that I actually experienced a similar situation before wow. the only thing that did not happen to me was that I didn't get shot but I got kicked in the face by a military personnel just by uh, the National Library here when my my late younger brother uh, 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 died sometimes in 2000 and, uh, 2011. We were rushing to the mortuary after being told the news of his death, and we came to the checkpoint in a panic, and we were stopped. Trying to explain in that Mm. hysteric uh, feeling, the guy didn't want to listen, and uh, he got very angry and pissed with me. Eventually, he, his boot was right in my face. He didn't bother. He was So I, I think I didn't even remember that I've experienced something similar until uh, you asked so me Traumatic, so I So I, 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 I think that uh, uh, situations where we just excuse them. By saying they are trained to kill and all of that, as if anybody anything that provokes them into shooting or killing anybody is justified because they are they are not animals they are not animals. The only major challenge or problem we're having is that the the security situation in the country has so degenerated and we have we have sh- a very serious shortage of manpower in terms of uh, policing duties that are supposed to be rightly done by the Nigerian police themselves. We have invited the military onto our streets and they are unleashing terror on people instead of helping to solve the problem. Now, that is not to take away from those who are genuinely and patriotically doing the jobs that they have been asked to do on our streets. But like in every situation, there are bad eggs. And we need to find a way to make sure that those who are found guilty or wanting in the discharge of their responsibilities are actually uh, held to book. And I'm happy that the Honorable Member has taken that to the floor of the House of Representatives and uh, uh, hopefully uh, they need to do something about it. Use Use that as a test case to try to do thorough investigations to find out uh, those who are responsible. And perhaps we would need to come up with legislation that deters and pr- prescribes punishment for people who go above the call of their responsibilities or their powers to to, to, to use extrajudicial force in terms of taking other Nigerians' lives. Because it, the major responsibility they have is to protect the lives and property of Nigerian. citizens and not to be part of uh, those who end up making us cry and mourn over the death of our loved ones. All
1: right, let's talk about uh, the administration of uh, Governor Caleb Mutfang so far. He has constituted... By the way, I would like to salute uh, the tax force that he has uh, uh, he commissioned, you know, to work, to evacuate waste. Uh, I saw them doing the job at the Dadunqua first gate. I mean, that place is an eyesore uh, yeah. already. I saw them doing it, so uh, I think it's a good start. But what will be your assessment so far. He has appointed SGS, Akita like Samuel Nanchang Jato. He has appointed his executive private secretary, uh, Mr. Moses and MNI. He has appointed uh, the commissioner for justice, uh, Barista Philemon Duffy. He has appointed... Um, uh, Young you yeah. know, as a, so uh, yeah, system. and he has visited ASTC, he has visited Plato Specialist Hospital, he has visited Just High Court. Basically, what is your assessment of uh, his start, and do you think uh, this start will be on a sustainable tempo?
0: Yeah, I I think I would want to uh, salute uh, the the tempo that he has started with, and then uh, the the appointments uh, are more like having. Uh, Uh, square pegs in square holes and then uh, we're we're hoping and we're praying that uh, often times the appointments come and we celebrate the individuals based on their credentials and all of that but uh, one thing we would want to pray to God that uh, they have is the patriotism, the love for their state, the love for their society, their community, because in the long run, that it what, that is what actually distinguishes in terms of performance. To make sure that people actually deliver on the job, because you don't ruin anything that you love. So uh, I I think so far so good. The pointers the pointers are right in uh, because uh, the, the the people are. Uh, that have been so appointed are people uh, of repute who uh, we believe will do the job that they have been asked to do and even go hopefully beyond the call of duty. Now, uh, the immediate issues, the tax force on uh, on the sanitation and then recovery of uh, looted assets and all of that, I think uh, are all in the in the right direction because uh, uh, towards the end of the last administration, it was almost like uh, everything the whole state was on autopilot. There, there was actually uh, nobody to be held responsible or accountable for anything that was being done. The the chief executive was not on seat; he was actually on uh, uh, sabbatical, preferring more to uh, to practice to perform the duties of a DG campaign, even after the elections have been won and lost And then uh, I think even in his uh, statements in the long run uh, said that uh, uh, he had to, he wasn't around at the handing over because his major explanation at the uh, church service was that he needs to be in Abuja to be able to lobby for uh, jobs that, uh, a job, a position that he needs to occupy. So uh, you could see that there was an eagerness to get out of the state and uh, not to feel responsible for uh, uh, what ever uh, actions or decisions or developments that have happened under his, uh, under his tenure. So I, I think that uh, the, the sanitation situation was actually deplorable before this time, and uh, the, 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 the effort in term, terms of trying to make sure that the streets are uh, rid of uh, refuse and all of that, because there are their consequences if we allow that to continue, I, I, like I said the last time I was on this program, I, I, I said oftentimes the challenge with uh, perhaps trying to count hundred days successes and the rest of that to me it uh, doesn't really feel appealing because uh, oftentimes some of the actions end up not being uh, uh, sustainable. For instance, but uh, where my my prayer is that. Uh, especially with regards to the immediate efforts and activities that are taking place so far in terms of clearing the refuse, that we should go beyond just having the tax force. And I'm happy that the... uh terms of reference that we're giving to them is to come up with modalities and suggestions on how government can handle uh, the refuse situation in the state on a much more sustainable uh, basis. And I do hope and pray that the, the members of that tax force will do justice to that aspect of their assignment beyond just the immediate clearance of this refuse that we find all over the place. Uh, it's sad that the stories coming out uh, that a lot of government properties were cutted away by those who were leaving office and all of that. So um, I, I think uh, the the magnitude of perhaps what happened might must be really great for government to uh, constitute uh, a committee to look into that and be able to recover what was taken. Uh, people must learn that... Uh, uh, Government office, uh, public offices are temporal, and uh, you you come in and you leave, and there are things that don't belong to you, and people should learn to uh, even make sure that you leave what uh, 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 was kept in your care in pristine condition so that the next government can come and find a sound footing. Let's face it, with the resources are not there for government to keep purchasing different items to be yeah. able to start up. And if people yeah, continue in the habit of taking uh, certain properties to go away with after their tenures, things they are not entitled to, I, I think it's criminal. And uh, uh, the, the recovery effort is in the right direction. And... Uh, I I hope that uh, we should be able to do that successfully and then uh, maybe go beyond just recovery, but actually punishing those who are found wanting so that it serves as a deterrent to others who would want to think of doing that uh, when another dispensation comes to an end.
2: Let's look at the appointments that he has made in terms of assessing... um, their technocracy, if anything, and the political side of things going forward. Because according to expert recommendations, those positions were secret. That is to say there shouldn't have been any influence from anybody. should be exclusive, preserved to make those appointments. Now, going forward, and already we hear that there are reports he scrutinizes CVs himself. And the political danger, if I may say, is that if you're going to consider competence at the altar of political satisfaction mm-hmm. to the various interest groups and camps that contributed to your electoral victory, you might end up meeting a bomb mm-hmm. ahead. How should he be able to manage this in terms of
0: keeping the camps, keeping all of you know the stakeholders? Yeah, I, I've often uh, said that... Uh, there, there, there's something that we take for granted with this life. And I, I, they say too much of everything is bad. Mm-hmm. So in this life, everything requires a balance. It requires a balance. So if you want technocrats to be the ones to handle the responsibilities, yes, there are people with technocratic knowledge that are politicians and have contributed to the victory of uh, His Excellency in uh, 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 Kaleb Mufwang coming into office. If they are qualified for certain positions, fine and good, so he should be able to take the balance the politicians and the technocrats they can be a perfect mix a very good mix of uh, both situations to be able to give out the best for the state because in the long run getting into power is all about how well you're able to satisfy the interests of different groups and the overall majority of the people in the state so uh, i i believe that the, the, the the required balance should be uh, attain in the, in that regard, but not to sacrifice uh, merit on the altar of trying to uh, give political patronage and uh, preferences to those who are party men. So uh, there's nothing wrong in putting uh, these uh, combinations together. And then uh, the most important thing, like he has rightly said consistently, is that he intends to provide leadership. Leadership is very central. Uh, 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 people have often said that Nigerians are good followers. Uh, if the leader is bad, uh, you, you 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 might just end up with a situation where those who are followers would even help him to fail the more. If it's a good leader and he's setting the right uh, precedence, he's doing the right things, the body language is moving in the right direction, I think he should be able to select from both the technocrats and the politicians, those who are qualified to handle the various responsibilities, and hopefully, by the grace of God, the state will be the better for it. So I I, I trust His Excellency to do that perfectly well, and uh, uh, he's a God-fearing man, and uh, with our prayers and his consistent uh, uh, needs also and taking actions, and I'm I'm pretty sure that in the long run uh, we should be able to have Something that we would be proud of as Plateau citizens, and we keep on praying that uh, the team will succeed in the long run.
1: All right, (coughs) let's open the conversation to our brilliant audience. You can join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven, or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine before calling. Please turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us your name and where you're calling from. Gilbert. On Facebook,
2: we are at JFM Live and on Twitter, we are JFM Joss. So drop
1: your comments there and don't forget to like and follow. Let's take the first call. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening. Tell us your name and make your comment, please. Thank you very much. My name is
4: Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from TT and We're listening. Um, yes, your guests have spoken very, very well, and you see the issue of insecurity in Nigeria at large is something that has been affecting uh, the people, especially the office, which leads to the bring of these armies into the communities. And it is a very, very good thing that the army is supposed to have an understanding with the civilians because the way the army thinks is different from the way the civilian thinks. Because an army will not be in the uh, cheating point for most of the days and be frustrated without seeing his children and his parents and other things. And you he's not getting the uh, what he's supposed to be getting from the government. All this kind of frustration is what uh, is on our army. And when it comes to uh, relating with the civilians now, I think the, the Army take it very, very harsh on the civilians for this kind of uh, activity, especially in a place that they are in peacekeeping. But we hope that the uh, Army will take it uh, and easy and take control of how to shoot uh, uh, civilians. Because we, 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 we are expecting to see, I armies mean, when there is war. But in this kind of situation of insecurity, they are there. And the government also have to put more in place in terms of the equity uh, that we are facing in two State. Because Platteau State in these two days have been facing the challenges of insecurity. But if the state government have good, uh, let's say, policy that they will implement in terms of understanding the people, because every people have to live with one another. And if you are, even though you are a, a, an indigenous, you have to live with a stranger. Because you are indigenous here, yeah, one day you will be a stranger uh, and in another place. So living in peace is one of the um, priorities we are calling in prostitution. Because all this kind of killing is affecting the people. is bringing sentiment in the community. Thank you very much. God bless.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling. 81 one eight seven 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 seven. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello? Hello? Okay. Uh, it's like this person doesn't want to talk to us. Uh 55 That's the number to call. Hello? Bonsoir. Well, good evening. Thank no, you for calling. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, Well, listening. I Go greet ahead. your guests, they're from left Well listening. Thanks for calling, uh,
4: Pastor. The,
5: the, 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 the truth is that what happened in Malaban is on the hard of I, I think I I don't really want this newly government to look at these things as, as it happened like this and everybody will keep quiet. Like, uh, Bagos have made that call. There is need for investigation of what happened there yesterday. When we had this thing yesterday, everybody was full of... Uh, I, I don't know how to express it. I think if we really need to solve this problem, military should go back to their their base, leave the work for police. The streets is littered with everywhere uniform men. I I tell you, if you travel to southeast, some places should the pass Travelers will come down from their vehicle and, uh, and raise their hands up on an environment where there is no war and, and people are being uh, treated anyhow. It's only happening in this kind of country called Nigeria. I, I, I don't think it happened anywhere. It, 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 accusation has been coming from different quarters of uh, the excesses of military and police, and that was what led. The answers, and if you are hearing this and it keep continuing happening, the, the, the entire nation and the leadership should look into this and and put a stop to this menace. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you for calling.
5: Hello. Hello, good evening, Mister. Thank you. you for calling.
1: Thank you for calling. Uh, Z, we're listening to you. Thank
5: you very much. You see, my problem is. The issue of uh, when our leaders wanted to carry away government property, rivals, and sole government property, think, <laughs> you look this is very, very wrong, and it's not a good leadership at all. You see, this corruption has already eaten us, and it's happening in, in everywhere in Nigeria. I don't know how we are going to fight this corruption now. We have been praying for our leaders. We think that all our prayers are we have been doing is not working uh, every day we pray in the church, we pray in our homes, for our leaders, but it's like the prayer has not really changed their mind. So this thing is really, really something. I pray that our leaders, our leaders, we have the understanding to know that we come to this world with nothing and we are going back with nothing. Let them remember that everybody is equal, so that the little we have, let us manage it, so that other people will enjoy their the, the life share on us. Thank you very much. Thank you, for your, uh,
1: contribution. thank you, thank you, thank you for your uh, contribution. Maybe one more phone call and then Gilbert will help to uh, read out comments we have on Facebook. Hello, good evening. Hello, thank good you. Evening, sir. Thank you for calling.
6: Thank you so much. My name is Suleiman, officer. I'm calling from Bukuru. God bless you and your radio station. Thank you, Well, well What happened in Mararaban, is so sad and so unfortunately. You know, we have to, we are giving it to our gallery ministry, they test everybody. This time around, they get it very wrong by shooting one of the special people. It's so sad. No matter how you do, once a military man is having gone, you have to respect. No matter how we are so just respect the man. what we don't know what happened. But this accident had happened, and we believe that let you know let uh, let the military come out with that man. Let him to the court so that it God has in hand in killing this man. Then him too is supposed to die, because we believe that anyone that kills somebody has to die too, because that is when. This peace will come because we need peace in Plateau. And we believe that the the, the, the Ghana military are their best to make sure that in peace. But if this problem will continue we are going to have problems. And about this governor, the incoming governor, we are praying for him to change from the way that the PDP we know them as. Because we know the anticipation of the PDP before in Plateau. We know how they are doing. And that is why after tomorrow, we always believe that the APC is one of the best parties, even in Plateau, because he unites people, he loves peace. And that is what we are praying for. And we believe that this government will love peace and unite people together, in different of uh, the religion sentiments or any tribal sentiments, unite the people of Plateau and make sure that everybody is in peace. Thank you and God bless
1: you. Thank you, thank you for calling. On Facebook,
2: Hapsin Manasseh says, sometimes the problem is not from government, but also the citizenry, because many people out there have attitudinal problem of cleanliness. And for the issue in Mariban, jamaa I think some of our security men need drug tests. Sunday Moses says, I will reach Caleb Mutfang when I see a competent and fair appointment across all the tribes on the plateau. I still maintain that an Igbo person should be given an opportunity to be just not local government chairman or commissioner on the plateau. Kanen Davo says, Good evening to you all in the studio. For a start, Caleb Mutfang is really doing well. We pray this zeal is sustained. Albert Dagza says, Aside from the suspension of the LG chairman, which we saw coming, but I didn't expect from him. He has started off very well, and I pray for more insight towards good governance. Peter Agnes says, I have 100% confidence in my brand-new governor, Caleb Mutwang, and I know surely he will deliver State and make it one of the best states in Nigeria. Nurse Nyangu John says, From the starting point, um, it's obvious the workaholic administration of Darajang is back again. And it's obvious we will have the plateau we missed in the last eight years. Governor Caleb is indeed on the right track. May he succeed. Amen. Mm-hmm. The Panshin Insider says, talking about Mutfang starting on a good note, we are marvels to witness his visit to the ASTC facilities yesterday. That alone is enough of what plateau needs. But to David says, the military has caused more harm in plateau state than good. The issue of extrajudicial killing in plateau state must stop. Chester Phillips says, I think the government of Moodfang started in the right footing. And I pray that God will give him more wisdom for him to continue to pilot the affairs of the state. Felkuka Gohan says, no administration has ever started on a good note. He should play his part to correct things as others have been doing. Wishing him luck. Comrade Longard says, very well. He has set the ball rolling by starting on a good note. For example, the key appointment he has made so far. He made use of technocrats. That's what we are expecting. And also the issue of setting up a committee to investigate the past government. Justice for Plato people must be served. He sang, as he says, Okay, absolutely. Um, he started on a good note. And I wish Mr. Governor more grace and wisdom for leadership. Giang Aaron says, The truth is Governor Mutfang is starting on a very good note. The energy he is putting into governance is quite commendable. And I pray he maintains the tempo. Nen Dungbam says, BCM to me is starting positively, but the Bible says, the end is better than the beginning thereof. Our prayers should be more than criticism because he is never, okay, it is never easy to be in such exalted seat on the plateau. Robert Berra says, I think Governor Caleb should address critical issues like state owned institutions on strike by dialogue. I pray God bestows him more wisdom. Ambassador Joseph Dung says, he started on a wrong note by meddling in the affairs of the local government and the Ninth Assembly on the plateau. I still look forward to having him suspend a strike by civil servants. He needs to be careful on how he takes decisions on
1: issues. Ponsak? Yeah, well, uh, let's take one or two phone calls, and then we'll uh, let our guest to give his r- response. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Yeah,
5: good evening, Ponsak. Thank you. Well listening to um, you. The name is Absalom Tisoli.
1: we well, listening. Thanks for calling, sir.
5: Um... First of all, I would like to um, appreciate all the people um, and then also the Speaker in the House. Uh, my take is this, on the issue of the killing of the youth and the other one that was injured um, around Marban Jama. First of all, I believe that there should be only, I believe there is a law, there is a code of conduct that stands for The civil and military relations. Um, Most times, to say that I know our military personnel, they are doing whatever it takes to secure the land, but to an extent, some of them take it above board, whereby I don't see you holding a gun is for you to secure life, property, and the territorial integrity of the people. It was something that was supposed to just be solved but some of the officers need to be called to order. They need to go back to understand their code of conduct, their ethics, and what they stand for. And also, looking at um, the issue on the plateau, I will advise the governor, whereby we should start um, he should stand on a sound note, whereby there should be no witch hunting. Whatever has happened at, in, in the past should be in the past and then bring the youth on board, looking at the future. Um, the issues of the ASTC, it's a good one, building a value chain in the agricultural sector, getting people back to work building agricultural costs, is a welcome development. Also, in the aspect of um, youth involvement and um, youth engagement, in skill acquisition and entrepreneurship, I feel these are skills that should be engendered, especially when building a, uh, a budget concerning the educational system, whereby we need to look at critically the issues of entrepreneurship and skill acquisition. Which I feel for a very long time that it is a lacuna in our educational system, especially um, I sh- it should be that skills should begin to be developed right from when a child is coming up. We find out that some are good in music, some are good in a lot of fields which we have kept at par long for so many years and only thinking that I used to go into courses um, like medicine and the rest. But I feel it's time, and time that we look into talent and skill acquisition. And I believe if we build a platform right from that stage, I believe in some 10, 15 years from now, we will have youth engaging in special. Events at the World space, and that would be a great one for Plateau, and also the aspect of sport, which um, Governor Lalong has done well, especially when we see the Plateau United team so far. And I believe more should be incorporated in sport, especially grassroots sport. Whereby, once you talk of talent in Plateau State, we have a lot of talent, and then um, grassroots, um, and then community. Um, uh, what am I saying? Sports should be, resources should go into that, whereby talent should be, and then we'll have youths growing in the global space. And these youths, whatever they get, they will bring back to the development of our communities. Thank you. um, God bless Plateau. And um, as we see, I want us to have a Plateau that is united, to have a Plateau that we should pray for our leaders.
1: Thank
2: you, thank you, thank
5: you. Thank you. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you, thank you.
0: Well, uh, please go ahead. Uh, distinguish. Yeah, I yes, yeah. think uh, so far the most of the comments have been those of uh, commendation on the uh, performance so far of the governor of the state. Uh, my only uh, little comment or observation would have to do with the last uh, caller. Uh, you see, when we talk of... Uh, uh, trying to look at what went wrong in the past mm. and oftentimes we are quick to 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 clothe it in witch uh, hunt issues of witch hunt uh, i think we are not doing justice we are not doing things the right way we keep complaining that uh, the impunity we have in the system is because nobody gets punished for the wrongs that they have done it means that if there is no punishment to serve as a deterrent mm. others will come behind and still do the same thing Mm -hmm. and society would be left to suffer consistently so if at all uh, things have gone wrong there is need to check who is responsible for making things to go wrong other societies people people resign from their responsibilities and they get prosecuted because they have done wrong sometimes that something went wrong just on your watch is enough for you to resign. You are not directly responsible for what went wrong, but you were the one who was responsible. People resign, So let's not be quick to talk about witch hunt. If you see a witch hunt, you know it. So if if things went wrong in the past and there is an effort to try to make sure that it is investigated and to punish, I insist, to punish those who perpetrated that wrong i don't think we should shy away from it because that is the missing link as far as the rule of law in nigeria is concerned because there is often no punishment for wrongdoing so i i i think we we should we should encourage uh consistent investigation of every administration that that comes to 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 handle public affairs and at the end of the day Hold them accountable for whatever they did, and those who did wrong should face the wrath of the law. That is how society gets better.
1: Totally agree with you, and that is why they call accountability. Uh, that's what uh, the, one of the foundations of uh, thriving democracies globally. Gilbert, uh, your final word? Yeah, um, the
2: handling of you know this subsidy issue by NLC and TUC, um, for me, has been neither here nor there because some of you know the state NLC chairpersons have said. They were insatisfied, they were in consulted by the national body of NLC before they arrived at all that. For me, um, Nigerians,
1: to your tent, O oh Israel. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, uh, uh, Mr. Truang George for coming. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Brilliant, brilliant submission, and us as always. Well, here's uh, an announcement. A bundle of clothes fell off from a shuttle bus around NNPC mega station Bukuru. If. Okay. uh, Okay, what's this word right now? Yeah, if, if it was, okay, uh, it was brought to JFM uh, with the proof. Okay, if it's yours, come to JFM with a proof of ownership, please. Uh, so a bag of fell off uh, from a shuttle bus around NNPC Mega Station, Bukuru. If it's yours, come to JFM. Uh, with the proof of ownership. Thank you. This is a much we take. Enjoy the rest of the evening. The news will come your way Top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Bye now.
0: Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. <laughs>